0: Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook,
1: and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday.
2: Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today. A show that felt good waking up this morning. I actually did sleep Okay. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. Or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, our guest educator, QB2. She is the producer of Republic Football. She's the co-host of Women Talking Football. She's the associate editor or associate producer of Dave Campbell's right. Texas Football and Texan Live. She's my mouth pal, your mouth pal, everybody's mouth pal, Mallory Hartley.
0: Hey y'all. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> we're gonna.
2: That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna like. We just need to nationally normalize the word, y'all, because it's just an excellent word, and it, it could be. It can be Texas's gift to, to the world. The world because we have so much to give here we really do but even if the only thing is that y'all like that we've done our part yes today is thursday april 27th 2023 210 days until thanksgiving happy birthday to lizzo nice 35 today happy birthday lizzo it's episode 1581 correct yeah on today's show folks we got math tuesday where we're going to discuss the quarterback capital Math of Texas Tuesday. high school football. Uh, Math Tuesday coming at you on this. Math Tuesday. In uh, the back half of the show, we're continuing to get to know our new friends in the Republican Football Podcast Network, of which you are deeply involved. Over I there, am. Uh, Malpal. pal. Uh, so we're going to be joined by Matthew Bartlett of The Roost, the number one source for rice football Across the state of Texas, I mean that. Now we're pretty good. I think we do a pretty good job covering rice. But like, He's imagine incredible. if, imagine if we just took all of our all of things we covered and just like pointed a laser at rice. Mm-hmm. That's what Matthew Bartlett and the boys at the roofs do, and of course they're members of the Republican Football Podcast Network. So we're going to talk a little rice, owls, football, hoot hoot, hoot hoot. Coming up here at the back half of the program with Matthew Bartlett. Do we have first four through the door, Malpal?
0: We sure do. Some of these usernames are... Yes! ...tough. So we got Andrew Christensen.
2: Okay, that, was, that yeah, one's yep. pretty easy.
0: Zero-three, Body to step side. Perfect. You're nailing it. The Cowboys flop worse than LeBron.
2: Fantastic
0: zill0678 wow
2: you really did get welcome in y'all you get put you got put in the blender for that one (laughs) i really did that was tough you got put in the blender um anyway so we appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us with us without further ado mallory it's thursday and on thursday when we don't have a show on tuesday we celebrate math tuesday Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday. It's just genius here on Texas football today. It's honestly our magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I
0: always forget. It's just so. It good. just, makes it, it just mean, makes. it just makes just you smile. Makes you, it makes you smile, and that's what you were going for, that's, right? You know
2: what? I'm I'm a man of the people. I'm smiling so. You're smiling so. <laughs> hang the mission accomplished banner on the aircraft carrier. All right. So last week, Mallory, I know you're a big fan of Texas football today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a whole segment where we talked about the leading, uh, the, what was the running back capital yeah. of Texas. Yeah. We went through and we figured out which school has produced the most elite rushers. And we kind of defined that as running for more than 2,300 yards in a season. And the answer was Katie. Katie. Katie put out more rushers, Corgan candle in a second. I do think I missed one. I think that Katie has had six instead of five, so my apologies for that, uh, but regardless, the results were the same they were the they were they they were lapping the field. The running back capital of Texas is Katie. so now That's I want to take a surprising. look at the quarterbacks, and I think this is going to be a little bit more interest- not more interesting but but interesting because of the proliferation of the passing game. We talked so much about how um these like this, the, 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 the aerial attack has really taken over Texas high school football in the last 20 years and about how all these records have been smashed. And whereas, for example, I'll give you an example. So coming into, um, I would, I would need to look this up, but the, the number of 3,000 yard passers in a season, right? The number of 3,000 yard passers in a season, um, before the year, Two thousand. Okay? Mm-hmm. Before the year 2000, there were a grand total of, I can do this real quick, 30 times. There were 30 okay. times that a quarterback threw for more than 3,000 yards in a season. Uh, guys like before Drew Brees. Before
0: 2000. Before 2000, 2000.
2: Okay. It uh, happened 30 times in Texas high school football history. A quarterback threw for... Thir- uh, for, uh, for uh, that many yards for more than three thousand yards. Drew Brees did it, yeah. right? Guys who ended up becoming kind of legends. Shea Morens, Coy Detmer, um, you know, Ty Detmer did it twice, Todd Dodge, et cetera, right? Yeah. Three three thousand yards was a pinnacle. Oh my gosh, that's a shocking that's amount insane. of passing yards. So it happened thirty times prior to two thousand, uh prior to the year two thousand. Since the year two thousand it's happened six hundred and twenty five times.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs>
2: In the last 23 seasons, it's happened 625 times.
0: It just shows you how much the game has changed within the
2: past 20 years. Absolutely. 3,000 yards is still, to be clear, a very good season. Yes. An excellent season. But now it's happening. For example, it happened in 2022... It happened in 2022, 28 times. Mm-hmm. It happened nearly as many times in 2022 alone as it had in the first 80 years of Texas high school football. Right. So the game has changed. Yes. I think that's fair to say. And so I took a look at the at every every uh, 3,000 yard passing season in UIL Texas high school football, UIL 11 man Texas high school football history. Okay, all of them. And I try to figure out which schools have produced the most 3,000-yard passers. Now, to be clear, right, we need, to be, we need to be clear about this, that I mentioned Ty Detmer has done it twice. He did it twice at San Antonio Southwest, right? San Antonio Southwest only gets one guy for that. Because it was one because right. one guy did it twice. Right. Right? They have a number of three thousand yard seasons, but as far as the quarterbacks and, who did it, I'm yeah, looking for players. the most number of quarterbacks that have done it. And I'm not sure if this is going to be a surprise, but there are two names at the top that are leading the pack as far as the most three thousand yard passers, and I would say have the claim to being the quarterback capital of Texas. Now, mm-hmm. did you see this graphic?
0: I'm looking at it right now.
2: Go ahead and throw it up for the people. So here they are. Two of them have put out nine different 3,000-yard passers.
0: Yeah, just Chad in the comments actually guessed that Lake Travis was going to be up there. Lake Travis is up
2: there. Canadian in, in South Lake Carroll are the two that have passed. Uh, For Southlake Carroll, they have had nine different quarterbacks do it. Chase Daniel, Chase Wasson, Greg McElroy, Caden Anderson, uh, Kenny Hill, Quinn Ewers, Ricky, Ricky Lay, Ryan Agnew, and Riley Dodge. They've done it nine times and nine different quarterbacks at 12 different 3,000 yard seasons, nine different quarterbacks, right? Canadian is next. Canadian has done it with nine different quarterbacks as well. Ben Arbuckle, Braden Hudson, Brandon Robinson, Cameron Cavalier this past year, Kacen Cavalier, Coleman Bentley, Corbin Douthat, uh, Josh Colwell, and Tanner Schaefer have all thrown for 3,000 yards in a season right behind them are two other quarterback factories that you probably could have guessed. Mm-hmm. Highland Park is on this list. They have had eight different quarterbacks throw for 3,000 yards in a season. Lake Travis is on that list as well with eight. Baker Mayfield, Bo Edmondson, Charlie Brewer, Garrett Gilbert, Hudson Card, Matthew Baldwin, Michael Brewer, and Todd Plus, uh one other who I didn't... Let me see. I, I don't know. Oh, no, I think that's eight. Never mind. I got that eight. All that's to say, yeah, it's eight. Those are the four teams that I would say have a claim to being the quarterback capital of Texas. Mm-hmm. Next up on this list is again, this is I don't think there's any surprises here. Stephenville. Stephenville has put out seven. Three thousand yard passers, including Easton Jones, Javon Snead, Keelan Luker, Kendall Bryles, Kevin Kolb, Ryder Lambert. This past uh, this past year, maybe he did it in twenty twenty one, but regardless, and then Tyler Jones. S- two different programs, both East Texas rivals, have put out six quarterbacks. It's yeah, cool. Gilmer and Carthage. Uh, of course, Gilmer's had guys like Poppy Brown, Stump Godfrey, a former Mr. Texas Football, McClain Carter. Carthage has had guys like Connor Cuff, uh, 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 Kai Horton. Jared uh, Blissett, or uh, Jared Blissett rather, uh, Anthony Morgan, etc. They've each had six, and then you've got three teams that have had five. Uh, and this is kind of where I think you you maybe I think those top what is that seven teams mm-hmm. there have had six plus. I don't know if there's necessarily a surprise in that bunch, but the next group I think there is a little bit of a surprise. One of them is Abilene Cooper. Abilene Cooper has put out five different eleven of uh, three thousand yard passers, Clayton Nicholas, Ender Freeman, Jordan Neal, Ryan Heslip, and Zach Stewart. Bridgeport is also on that list. Colby Mahan is probably the best known of that. Philip Daughtry on that list as well. They've had five different quarterbacks. If you go to Laredo, Laredo United has had five different 3,000-yard passers. Alex Salas, Eduardo Huerta, Ignacio who who is so good for them uh, that he did it twice. They have had five different quarterbacks. And rounding it out, if you go to San Angelo Central, San Angelo Central has had five different uh, quarterbacks as well. Braden Hux, Brennan Wooten, uh, Cal Vincent, Maver- Maverick, McIver, and Shea Morens have all thrown for five 3,000 yards in a season. And I think to to me that top those those top five especially I think if you want to point to any of them because again this is measuring it one way certainly if you look at like if you if you are uh, saying who puts the most quarterbacks onto the next level the answer is almost certainly Lake Travis yeah right probably followed by Southlake Carroll yeah. and, and Highland Park Southwick in some Park. sort of order right but if you but so there's just one way to measure it. But I think those top five all have a claim to being the quarterback ca- capital of yeah. Texas. Between Canadian, Southlake, Carroll, Highland Park, Lake Travis, and Stephenville. And the proof's in the pudding. To put out that number, to be consistently putting out those that caliber of quarterback, I think makes you at least have an argument to being the cradle of quarterbacks in Texas high school football.
0: So if you had to pick out one, and you, you were singling so, out, you, would you say you think Lake Travis would be probably single-handedly... The quarterback capital of Texas high school football. That's tough. That's tough. Between that and s- South, South Lake. Lake.
2: Between that and South Lake. Herald. Now, look. What about here- success down the s- road? So here's the thing because if you want to get into it, mm-hmm. Highland Park or maybe Westlake probably have the claim to. I mean, Westlake's put out two Super Bowl champions. Definitely. I was going to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Westlake's put out two Super Bowl champions. Right. Um, Highland Park's put out a Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion. Um, So there's different ways to measure it. This is one way to measure it. And certainly, I'm not claiming... I think last week, in my opinion, it's pretty cut and dry that Katie's the the running back capital of Texas high school Mm -hmm. football. I don't think that's really up for debate. Here, I think there's a little bit more wiggle room. That if you want to make an argument really for any of these five plus maybe even a couple more yeah like the west lakes of the world you know i think that you could make that argument mm-hmm. but for now that's what the numbers say and that's yeah. what we do here on math tuesday if we do get the okay. numbers so uh there there you have it the quarterback capital of the world why don't you let us know in the comments which schools you think are the is the quarterback capital of texas and we will dive into that uh maybe at a future episode mm-hmm. of math tuesday we're Texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com hey Malpal, do you have the graphic for the um uh um subscription package i sure do could you throw that up because i want people to make sure i want to make sure people know about this uh we recently rolled out a Let's just call it like this, a simplified version of our subscription package. Mm-hmm. We had a variety of different ways that you could subscribe and support us here at Dave Campbell's. Now we've got one, we've got, multiple, we've got a couple different packages, but we've got one that I think is going to be what people have been clamoring for, which is just give me what you got. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to call the Dave Campbell's All Access Package. If you go to slash subscribe, you get every summer edition, or I'm sorry, you get every uh, magazine, magazine that we put out. Mm-hmm. Okay, all three magazines that we put out in a year, the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rising Recruiting Edition, and you get Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball. All three of those mailed directly to you before it hits newsstands. You get all three of those. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including great stuff from our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers, great stuff from our college side with Dave. Uh, with, uh, Carter Yates and Mike Craven and Ishmael Johnson. Fantastic stuff on the high school side that you come to expect. Uh, Premium podcasts. All sorts of great stuff on TexasFootball.com for a year. Plus, you get Dave Campbell's Texan Live. You get our streaming platform where we have more than 1,300 live Texas high school events every single year, including hundreds and hundreds of live Texas high school football games and hundreds of Texas high school football playoff games live streamed on your device. Everything I just listed, all of that— $49.95 Forty nine ninety five. An actual steal. You're literally stealing money cannot, from me. Yes. You're literally stealing money from me, Greg Tepper. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe before we think better of this. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football all access subscriber. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. <laughs>
1: Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW.
2: Mallory, let's go to the hotline. Of course, we have recently expanded our family here, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football with the Republic of Football Podcast Network. Got a number of great podcasts, one of them. For everything you've ever needed to know about the Rice Owls, you can go to the Roost. And here to talk a little bit of Rice Owls football uh, is the proprietor of the Roost and the co-host of the Roost podcast on the Republican Football Podcast Network. It's our friend Matthew Bartlett. Matthew, how are you, my friend? <laughs>
3: Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks Does for ha- making me like the trusted brother, the crazy <laughs> uncle, like how how do we fit in the family? You know,
2: we're going to have a reunion here pretty soon and I, I, that feels like when we're really going to shake things out because there I'll tell you that there's some there's some wild cards in this family. Uh, you know, and 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 you Rice guys are certainly uh, in in that <laughs> in on that short stack. Um, so so let's talk a little bit about about rice football last year a five and eight record the most wins for rice since since 20 uh since 2015 um moving into the american athletic conference coming up this next year is there a feeling among rice fans and and around the rice program do you think that this program really is trending in the right direction
3: I think so. Mm -hmm. I think in large part, it's felt like the next step is coming for probably the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. And at some point it's kind of felt almost unrealized, even with the bowl uh, game last year, but, but still finishing out with only five wins. So there's been that kind of like, it feels like you're just waiting for Christmas morning, but we've been doing it for three years. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting and exhausting and kind of frenetic. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tension, I think it's South Main right now, but people are definitely excited about getting to the AAC. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about that because, you know, leaving conference USA, moving to the American athletic conference, that feels like quite honestly, like a step up in comp in competition with all due respect to our friends in conference USA. Um, Is there, is there a buzz around, around that? How is the conference change kind of being perceived among the fan base?
3: I think the biggest thing with the moves to the AAC Is maybe less so about the jump to the, you know, quote unquote higher tier conference, but it's the the restoration of a lot of relationships that existed, you know, 10 years ago, because the AAC at this point is kind of what Conference USA was. You know, you look back to like what, uh, 2010, 2012, like 13, when Rice was in its heyday and won its last conference championship, you know, reuniting um, with, with, you know, Tulane and Tulsa and SMU and, you know, ECU, you know, familiar faces that have just been gone for a while. So I think it, it's more so the fact that we feel like the fan base, rather, at least they're back kind of where they belong. And and maybe it's not even as much about the jump up in competition, but it's the fact that, you know, there's no more trips to Rustin or Murfreesboro. You know, no offense
2: uh talking with matthew bartlett uh the co-host of the roost podcast uh on the republican football podcast network here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today um rice has been making some changes to their roster over the course of the offseason and probably no bigger move than bringing in jt daniels uh from west virginia uh to take over uh their uh their uh, under center um is it fair to say that this is the best spot that Rice has been in at the quarterback spot since maybe those glory days of of 10-win of seasons under David Bailiff?
3: Well, when JT Daniels takes the first rep under center this coming season, he'll be the 14th different quarterback that has started for Rice since 2017. Jeez. And if you're doing the math there, that's seven seasons, and that's two a year, and that kind of feels low given the fact that they've retread so many times so the fact that they have a guy who they know is the guy price is a one two three on the quarterback depth chart going into the fall for the first time under bloomgren for sure and i think the exciting part about daniels is he he got here and has transferred on kind of multiple stops mostly because you know he got hurt and had some bad luck and by the time he was healthy again he got wally pipped so it's not like they found a guy off the scrap heap. They found a guy who's good at football and they feel just hasn't gotten the right opportunity. So man, they're excited about what he can bring to this offense.
2: Hey, is it, you know, last year the it did seem like, you know, the offense for the most part did in did, you know, start to to get some traction underneath them. Um do you, from where you're sitting, do you expect the offense to take another step? It, it, not just Daniels, but also it feels like they've got a fair amount of skill position guys coming back. It, it, do you do you get the feeling that this could be a, a big year for the offense?
3: I mean, I hope so. That's what everybody is is putting all their Uh, You know, eggs in that basket, right? But I think the thing that was kind of holding the Rice offense back last year was uh, one injuries. You had another quarterback go down midseason and you end up playing your scout team guy in the bowl game, which, you know, they're really high on AJ Padgett, but that's never a a plan A or B for a season. So you have that. And then the second was turnovers. Uh, TJ McMahon started the year or started most of the games for Rice last year and ended up throwing uh, more interceptions than any other quarterback in the conference. And you take those two things and, you know, you can't generalize too much for spring ball, but JT Daniels threw two interceptions in spring throughout 15 practices. So if you can cut down on interceptions, you can give more time with your offense, and you just maybe get some injury luck, you know, things point to a little bit better at a bare minimum.
2: On the other side, though, um, on the defensive side, there's there's a lot of holes to fill over over there for for a defense that ranked kind of right smack dab in the middle of of the nation uh, on in total defense uh, last year. Is there one or two guys, uh, or one or two positions on the um, on the defensive side that you're going to be paying special attention to? You know, throughout the course of the off rest of the off season, as well as um, as well as when the, the games really start going.
3: Yeah, I think there's two, because at this point, you know, you talked about the attrition. Rice is losing Akinna and Achuku, who might be an NFL draft pick, come this weekend. Uh, Quintet, Trey Schumann, three veterans up front on the defensive line. And they're bringing in some guys. Uh, Coleman Coco, a transfer that has made a big splash this spring, uh, but hasn't really done it at the FBS level uh, have a bunch of younger guys there so where's the pass rush going to come off the edges that's one spot that i'm kind of looking at and then at safety i i don't know who's going to take the third safety spot and we're at a spring and you're supposed to at least have a like a one deep out of spring right maybe <laughs> you'd love mm-hmm. to but so i don't know we have gabe taylor that is going to be or if he's not already a star and they really like him they like play wide at, at viper that hybrid position But there's just a lot of uncertainty on the starting spot for the third spot. And if you're uncertain about a starter in the spring, that means there's probably going to be some questions about your depth if, heaven forbid, somebody does get hurt. So safety on the back end. And then pass rush. Those are the two things I, I have some concerns about.
2: Matthew Bartlett of, of the Roost joining us here on Texas Football today. And, and finally, Matthew, I want to ask you about this 2023 season because, uh, as a whole, because you know the offense feels like it could really take a, a step forward and, and, and really start to hum. Questions on the defensive side. The other thing about this, though, is is there is coaching continuity. Uh, you know, the, you know, Coach Bloomgren, uh, you know, uh, uh, has been there for quite a while. He's been able to instill uh, his values in, into what this program is schedule is pretty brutal especially off the top when you're talking about at texas houston to to start the year um for you not to mention you know an enhanced schedule there in the american athletic conference from where you sit right now and and certainly this is not you know legally binding here on april 27th (laughs) but what would represent uh, a successful season for you for the 2023 rice Owls?
3: i think if everything works like you want it to you have JT Daniels comes in and he's one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. You can find a couple answers on defense. This was a a, a competitive team in almost all their ball games last year. And so I think the, the bare bare minimum is this has to be a six win team and not a five win. We, we get into a bowl game on a technicality team, but I feel like at some point there's going to be some disappointments that that's the only place where this team goes. I don't think, you know, contending for a conference championship and, and going to a conference championship is, is, you know, has to be an expectation of you better do this in year one in the AAC. But I feel like this is, well, I'll say this, this is the most talented roster Bloomer has ever had mm. at Rice. It's the most talented roster that Rice has had as an institution dating back at least to the 2013 team. So, you know, the non-conference is tough. You got to play Texas. You got to play Houston. But this needs to be a team that is – in the mix in november like we getting to one and six and having to cling your way back that's not going to sit well with the fan base who's been ready for the next step so i think you got to be a little bit better than shredding water and you know like you mentioned off top show that you're continuing to move in that right direction
2: he's matthew bartlett you can hear his fine work on the roost podcast and of football podcast network and go uh go check those boys out out over at the roofs I've, I've said this before uh they put out um really obnoxiously deep dives into uh into both rice and the conference as a whole so go check them uh go check them out uh what they've got cooking over there because uh it's it's good stuff so check it out at theroofs.com matthew appreciate your time my friend and uh, we'll be talking to you down the road
3: Absolutely appreciate the kind words. I'll see you around.
2: There he goes, Matthew Bartlett of the Roost. I really mean that. That's like they're they're the source of Rice football.
3: And, Definitely, and
2: I I do I I am consistently fascinated by Rice because they yeah. are they're trying to do something very hard, like they very are. difficult. Because, you
0: no, I was just going to say too. I mean, to Matthew's point about this being Bloomgren's probably most talented roster. I mean. I think that Bloomgren knew that this had to be the most talented roster going into this year in the American because just looking at the American mm-hmm. it's it's such a big step up from Conference USA. It does. And they I mean they were they were barely making it towards the middle of the pack mm-hmm. in Conference mm-hmm. USA. So I think I think Bloom knew like, hey, we've gotta recruit well this year and then I think to his credit too, JT Daniels probably has to be the highest rated guy Mm -hmm. that they've ever had because he was what five five star quarterback coming out of high school correct yeah Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so oh and here's the thing i mean you take a look at their schedule that late october to early november stretch they could consecutive weeks home to tulane home to smu at utsa yeah that is the measuring stick right there because those are three i three of the favorites in the conference three of the favorites in the conference in consecutive weeks tulane smu and at utsa We'll know then how, you know, that's that's a good measuring stick for them. And that's, that's that should be a good measuring stick for
0: yeah, them. Yeah, they just got to be healthy. Be that's been their quarterback issue yep. this whole mm-hmm. these past mm-hmm. couple seasons is gotta they got to be healthy.
2: Got to stay healthy. Anyway, we appreciate Matthew Bartlett at the Roost. Go subscribe to the Republic Football Podcast Network. Do it. Um, go do it. Let's go over to Mallory Hartley for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Hi, Mallory.
0: Hi, stay tuned. At uh, 2 p.m. we'll be doing WTF not live it's pre-recorded but we've got a special guest on today so
2: please. do you want to tell him what the special guest is or do you want yeah, to Yeah to-
0: well that's yeah, I was going to tweet it out anyway. We have uh, we have SMU head coach Rhett Lashley's lovely better half on oh. Miss Lauren Lashley. So wow. she was she's fantastic to, co- to talk to. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. Uh, coach Lashley's been pushing to get her on for a while, and we were like, Hey, what about this week? I mean, yeah, it's perfect. So she was she was phenomenal to have on. She's she was really really good. So okay, I'm super excited. I'm also, excited. go Grizz. I wanted to wear my shirt today and say that. So. Did they win last night? They did win last okay. night. They won big last night. Okay,
2: so. go Grizz. And watch what, the BTF. What's the <laughs> series now? 3 2? Uh, 3 2, yeah, three back two, at Lake, uh, LA. Show? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's good game It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Matthew Bartlett of The Roost for being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.